welcome to another episode of The Big Question, presented by Friends of Film, a podcast taking an in-depth look at a specific movie-related question. On this episode, we'll discuss what movies we are most thankful for in honor of Thanksgiving. As always, I'm your host, Cooper, and this week I'm joined by Josh Straley. Hello, everyone. Hello, Cooper. Happy Thanksgiving, also. Eve. Yes, this is our Thanksgiving episode, yeah, though. Is. Can I just, yeah. like, throw it out there? Yeah. All right, awesome. Um, stay safe on Black Friday, of course. Say hello to your folks. Don't eat too much. Um, and <laughs> I mean, eat, eat as much as you can, really. Well, yeah, but, you know, moderation. I guess. It's the holiday. It's the end of the year. Your New Year's resolution will make up for it. Right. <laughs> when you when you make the New Year's resolution in two in a month and a half mm-hmm. to lose a bunch of weight, that, that'll be okay. Make your New Year's resolution to start your New Year's, les- New Year's resolution now, a month early. No, no one will see it coming. It'll be the best one. It'd be like more like, well, if you make it on New Year's, but okay, I'm going to make my yeah. New Year's resolution to have a New Year's resolution in November. Exactly. It's so like you start. Yeah, it's like ten months late. It's like beating everyone around the dinner table to the punch of saying, "I'm so thankful for my family and friends." <laughs> and you're like, like well, now what am I supposed to yeah, say? Yeah, exactly. I got to come up with something more elegant, and then you're just a jerk who copied the other person. All right, I guess I'm thankful for the Friends and Film podcast. It's like what <laughs> yeah like wait i think i heard what you said no, no no that can't be right he said podcast okay oh boy <laughs> oh boy that's where we're at now i told you to take that screen away from him martha <laughs> and it gets into a whole thing yeah uh but yeah i mean it is thanksgiving week it is almost thanksgiving it's time this will be published um is there a particular dish that your food item that you're most excited to consume oh man i eat everything okay but i'll tell you the there's a trezinka and straley those are my families straley family um delicacy and it is taking olives and for some reason i don't know who did it first but just stuffing them into dinner rolls and eating the dinner rolls it seems like a waste of a perfectly good dinner roll no it's really good (laughs) it's i don't know it's uh, i haven't really broken down why but there's like the sourness from the olives and then also like the bread is a little bit sweet. Sour bread? It's not. Yeah, that's a thing actually. So sourdough. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know about that one. Okay, but like in all honesty though, um, like stuffing. If you're crazy, oh. if you don't love stuffing and de- stuffing and deviled eggs, my must-haves. How about you? With paprika, a little bit of paprika. Uh, well, I am a pretty picky eater, so I'm not as yeah. I've been learning this about you on Thanksgiving, but I do indulge in a lot of turkey, a lot of gravy. There you go. Um, and a ton of rolls. I just eat rolls all day long. That's why you were so offended by yeah. My, oh, it's okay. like oh no, don't don't ruin. What was the thing you told me the other day that you did not like? I don't remember. It was some food restaurant, and I'm like, I only go to Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, what? I mean, can't go wrong with Chick-fil-A. Can't go wrong. But I there almost went there today. Else. I was deeply offended. Oh, well. It doesn't really matter. We're here to talk about movies mm-hmm. that we are thankful for, not necessarily food we do or do not like. That'll be on the upcoming podcast, yeah. Food and Film. That, Wait, no. That, that'll be the Friends spin-off. and Food. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. TBD, TBD. Friend, friends and Film and Food. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, uh, the big question of the week is: What movies are you most thankful for? Uh, we each have chosen a select number of movies that we're going to talk about, uh, kind of explain why they are meaningful to us. Um, and there's not really a, a specific order to mine. I mean, I think there there kind of is. I'm not sure if I should go with the one that I'm most most thankful for, yeah. or if I should say that it's to the end. Is there a um, encompassing theo- not theology, but you know, um, a theory that a working theory that you had when you pulled up these movies uh, for yourself 
it was more just like, all right, what movies kind of shaped me yeah. and shaped my viewing of movies, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know if there's an overarching one. There is a common thread to them. Um, un- or it's not a, it's not a coincidence or it is a coincidence, I guess for me, I didn't know yeah. it at the time. Okay. But it's a lot of Disney <laughs> as you. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. It's like, so as you like w- went through it, you're like, Oh, here's a common thread with all this. Yeah. I was like, well, I proposed this big question to you. I think last week or mm-hmm. like two weeks ago. Yep. And I was just like, all right, I know I'm doing that one. I know I'm doing that one. And I'm, yeah, I'll try to do that one too. Okay. I was like, it like not really like that hard for me to come up with these three movies. And there's some honorable mention the ones that I was like, Oh, like, I'm really thankful for that movie because of X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the three movies that I came up with, I, they, they hold a special place. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Anything for you that? Yeah. Well, I sort of just picked, kind of did that same thing. Um, but also I, you know, like, like you do at Thanksgiving, it's at times like unspool memories and emotions and mm-hmm. all these things like associated with it. And I sort of picked a film and then leap off into like memories and why I like the movie and uh, mm-hmm. sort of things like that. Okay, that's kind yeah, of, yeah. And I picked three that um, uh, kind of, like you said, shape me or like why I enjoy these types of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Okay. If that makes so, any sense. So should I start with the one I'm probably most thankful for? Yeah, get it out there. It's got to be Iron Man. Iron, the, the very first 2008 Iron Man um, it is a movie that seeing it in theater, even though I was like 10 minutes late to the first time I saw it because, uh, my friend made us late and mm-hmm. I was like, we got there and he was right. He'd already been kidnapped. And I was like, what is happening in this movie? Oh, okay. He's been kidnapped. Yeah. Um, all right. He's now a superhero. This is very cool. And it really, I remember that first viewing experience, uh, very well. I saw it at the cinema grill here in Fort Wayne. Oh yeah. Um, it's like the only like eat in theater that we have around here. Mm-hmm. Um, and saw it with two buddies Aaron and Austin and like the movie not necessarily in that moment changed my life but little did I know that you know 10 years after the fact I would look back and be like it, it actually like really did change my life like yeah this movie is what launched the Marvel Cinematic Universe which um it was kind of it was tough to choose Iron Man but because I was like then my initial thought was oh the Avengers the Avengers is a movie that I'm incredibly thankful for because it proved that the shared universe model could work and it has allowed for Marvel Studios to continue to make movies over the last uh, six years after the Avengers that have, for me, been some of my favorite movies each and every year they've come out. Um, but I was like, but that movie never would have happened if the first movie didn't hit. So I have to go back to Iron Man to give it the this claim that I'm most thankful for because seeing the Avengers for the first time um, is one of my favorite movie going experiences. We've talked about that on a previous uh, podcast episode. I think it was even a big question if memory serves correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, And that movie experience got me into kind of, well, like what's coming next? Like who, you know, I didn't really know much about Thanos or Marvel um, and like the comic history a lot, but then seeing that movie, it was like, Oh wait, there's, Iron Man 3 is coming out the next year. And I was like, I remember being so hyped for that movie and then seeing commercials for like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and be like, oh, how is this going to tie in? And I just got so invested in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I always can go back and remember the first time I saw Iron Man Theater or the first time I saw Captain America or Thor. Um, and I just, I just have these memories of seeing these movies in theaters and um, looking back at it all, like if I hadn't seen Iron Man and maybe, you know, maybe I wouldn't have seen 
Captain America or Thor. I probably, I, mean, I may have, but there's the the connection I have to them maybe wouldn't be as strong. Yeah, which may have lessened the impact I had on, um, or the Avengers had on me. And the Avengers got me into Marvel, got me into you know, kind of blogging and mm-hmm. um, writing about movies. And so without Iron Man, without Stan Lee's creation, R.I.P. Uh, to Stan Lee, it was yeah a, a tough loss to take last Monday. Um, without him creating these characters, without Marvel Studios adapting it, without Iron Man being a success, I wouldn't have the job that I currently have writing for Screen Rant. Uh, we probably would not be doing this podcast um, because I probably wouldn't have chosen a movie topic to do for a podcast for a class back in college when I was thinking about the getting into movies in some way. You wouldn't have even tweeted out on Twitter that you needed someone to go see Thor 2 with you. Exactly. We never would have met for the first time um, without the MCU. And so I just really, strangely enough, like have a lot to owe the MCU and owe Iron Man as a result because they gave me a lot of what I am currently um, doing. Yeah. Did you give a crap about Marvel at all? Before no, Iron Man? Not really. Like, I mean, like, I, I'd seen, like, the Spider-Man movies. Um, right. Loved those um, as a child. Um, I, even the X-Men movies. But, like, you know, I didn't really grow up watching super movies. I grew up on the movies that I'll talk about <laughs> later. Coming next. Okay. Um, and, but I do, like, a- after, like, you know, kind of getting engrossed in the Marvel sphere and the comic book movie genre, rem- I, I can, like, remember parts of my childhood being like, oh, I was at my grandparents' house and he had one of those like um, crank machine video things that you like hold up to your eye and there's like a, a like a slideshow that yeah. plays and it's like, oh, it's it's a movie kind of, but it's not really. And I just remember the, the, the one that he had that I would always watch a lot was um, there was this Captain America one and Cap is currently my, he's my favorite Marvel character. Yeah. So it's just like, it's kind of weird how this all kind of ties back together with unknowingly, you know, as a child kind of not loving this or not knowing that I loved this and then flashing to now that i'm 24 years old and it's just like it's it consumes a lot of my thoughts it consumes a lot of my days uh writing or thinking um about these movies and um even if it's not marvel like writing about movies in general i I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for iron man the avengers the mcu as a whole so Mm -hmm. um i have a lot to be thankful for with that job in general and so it all goes back to iron man so hats off to you john favreau hats off um to kevin feige for bringing robert downey jr back into the um pop culture zeitgeist and making him a movie star that we probably otherwise would not have after the trials and tribulations that he went through in his past. Um, it, it changed the studio game. Like it changed Hollywood and it changed my life. So I'm incredibly thankful for Iron Man. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. And then again, I mean, Stan Lee. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and he's another, I mean, he's another guy. He's, he's part of it. I mean, if he didn't create Iron Man all those years ago, I we wouldn't be sitting here. We wouldn't be having this conversation. I would probably be full time at some other job, yeah, doing something that I'm not as passionate or interested about. And instead, I'm doing this. I'm writing. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Sweet. So that is my my most the movie I'm most thankful for. Okay, that was a lot. Yeah, no, it was it was, it was great. I was touching. Um, Josh, what is the movie? I I feel like I could probably guess the movie that you're most thankful for, but let's see if I could be I, I wrong. Did, I think you're going to be wrong because I searched myself a little bit deeper for this. Oh, okay. And then tied it back. You're going to be right a little bit later. Okay. Uh, but it's Jurassic Park. Okay. 
And um, I would be wrong then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you'll be right in a moment. Uh, and it, it, um, I'll talk about it a little bit later. But Jurassic Park is the first movie as a kid where I realized something special was happening on screen mm-hmm. where I like became conscious of, oh, this is um, pretend or something like that. Yeah. Or rather like I knew it was a movie and I knew it was all fake, but I was enthralled by it and loved it. And every time I go back to it, the first time as a kid, it's, it's dinosaurs. It's yeah. the coolest thing on the planet. Uh, and, you know, it led to a slew of toys around my house and, uh, and you know, building um, parks and playing with them and having the Tyrannosaurus Rex eat the guy on the toilet because that was like the coolest toy ever. And you could like pull him out of the mm-hmm. belly. It was really it was super cool. Um, but it was like the first movie that I know I watched with my dad as well where he was like, oh, I'm into this kind of a movie. Like, uh, this is cool. This is fun. This is awesome. And so like I'm grounded in that memory mm-hmm. of it. And then a couple of years later, I watch it and then I'm like, all right, well, this is just really cool and it's funny and it's funny. And yeah. that's kind of the thing I get away from it too. And it's mostly Jeff Goldblum. It's the first time I heard uh, anyone like swear and it's like, oh, that was edgy, you know? <laughs> that is a big pile of crap, you know? Um, I know we're rated G here. Yeah. And, uh, and the humor there. And I was like, oh, okay, this movie actually isn't as good as I remember. It was remember what I remember thinking, but it's oh. funny and it's supposed to be like this. And this is like it. And we keep moving on, and then I start to learn directors' names mm-hmm. and composers' names. And the next thing you know, all I can do is hum John Williams' score anywhere I go. And it's my favorite score of any film ever. Really? It's the it's the the, the, the Welcome to Jurassic Park, the uh, the, the ninth track mm-hmm. on the the twenty uh, fifth anniversary album, if you okay. will, at least. Uh, is gorgeous. It it, it, may, it you know it doesn't almost make me cry, but I just like I'm like this is what beautiful music sounds like, and it it's, it encompasses the entire part of the movie, and you know, and then also Steven Spielberg. I have seen his movies prior to this. I mean, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones is constantly in my head as a kid, but it's the first time like I learned his name. And it's like, well, what else has this guy done? And it's, you know, The Lost World, which, you know, what, He's is what done it is. everything. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, oh, every movie that I like that's fun and adventurous is done by this dude. Mm-hmm. And then I get older and I'm like, all right, uh, what else? Okay, really. Schindler's List. And, like, and mm-hmm. it just leads to all those things. Um, but honestly, it's, it's that. And, then, you know, um, as I've gotten older... And I've made like some friends, like oddly enough, through Jurassic Park, like being super uh-huh. fans of it. And it's just like, okay, that's really random, but we're <laughs> friends now because we're both like John Williams is a great composer, right? Like weird. Um, and it just kind of goes out from there. Uh, and I uh, really, um, yeah, uh, that, I think that's why it's my favorite. It kind of, it kind of captures two. Both as a movie itself, why, like what cinema is Uh at its peak, I think, something where it's excessive, but it's done for entertainment. It's also beautiful, but it's also um, has a a core message that I was able to like pull out of it. Like, okay, uh, sometimes going all over the top or being so set in stone or being greedy or whatever the case is, you can pull out all these different things Mm -hmm. like leads to these terrible things um 
but at the same time, what's at the center of it? These dinosaurs, these creatures, these animals, it's like, that's the awesomeness of it. And uh, I think back of that and I'm, I still think it's kind of one of the best messages in a movie. Yeah. In a pop culture movie, if you will. No, I mean, I completely agree. I mean, yeah, without Jurassic Park, there'd be a lot, a lot of differences yeah. in the world and Hollywood and uh, just pop culture in general, I guess. I mean, it's Jaws on land. You can yeah. you can go with that route too. Um, but yeah, it was the first time I was introduced to these two guys, and I think that's all. I think that's one of the lasting things for the, this movie for me. Where I'm like, mm-hmm. John Williams, Steven Spielberg. Oh, Jaws, which is the movie everyone else likes better, or whatever the case is. <laughs> or you know, you get into um, the Jones or mm-hmm. Schindler's List or Minority Report yeah. or just. Literally any, any movie that they've <laughs> yeah, done e. together. Uh, I mean, yeah, it goes exactly. on and on. Oh, yeah, and then you can go, yeah, E.T. as well. I don't know why I was forgetting that one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's Jurassic Park. No, yeah, I mean, in my honorable mentions, I had listed Jaws. Not not, not necessarily because it's my favorite Spielberg movie, mm-hmm. but because it's the first blockbuster. It's the first movie that it, it really put Spielberg on the map. Like, yeah, he directed television before and some other you know short movies and stuff but like if it wasn't for jaws and the problems that that movie had with you know the shark not working and spielberg and his crew having to work around that and the edit bay and everything like and changing the story to fit that we don't have the spielberg that we have today we don't have um his career probably doesn't play out the exact same way like it i think i think i mean yes jurassic park huge yeah. Um, but for me, as I was going to mention Jaws to kind of leapfrog into kind of what you're getting at. That Spielberg, it just like it set Hollywood on this brand new path. So, um, but my number two movie that I'm most thankful for, okay, is Toy Story. Oh, yeah. The the original, uh, the very first one. Even though I, some days I may prefer Toy Story three over Toy Story, it just kind of <laughs> depends on the mood. Um, but. I mean, it, it's kind of the same thing um, with the MCU, but slightly different um, in the fact that without Toy Story launching and being a giant hit, Pixar probably wouldn't be the company that it is today. It probably wouldn't have the same um, respect for its material, the same kind of, all right, well, I mean, yes, they, they you can accuse them at certain points of just doing cash grab sequels, like maybe a Finding Dory or something, mm-hmm. um, or the Cars sequels. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think for the most part, Pixar takes a lot of care and interest in the stories they're telling and always tries to find some accessible way to make it easy for everybody to see these movies and watch them and make them family friendly, but also having a deeper meaning to them, something that whether you're a kid and you're laughing at the jokes or you're an adult and watching the themes of the movie play out, um, and you're getting hit by the emotional core of the movie like Inside Out or Coco. Um, that all started with Toy Story. And I know, at least for me, the movie came out in 95. I'm, I'm, I was born in 94. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't exactly like the first, like not exactly the, the same, but I know for a fact Toy Story is a movie that I grew up watching endlessly. Um, it was a movie that I owned, you know, Woody action figure, a Buzz, a Buzz Lightyear action figure. Um, even when like Toy Story 2 came along, getting Jesse and Bullseye and uh, getting all, all of these different characters that all became so important to me that, you know, um, I would watch them. I would try to tinker with my Buzz Lightyear figure and be like, all right, well, can I make his wings any longer? Can I do <laughs> this? And I ended up like basically ruining my Buzz Lightyear action figure because oh, I was like just taking it apart and unscrewing him and like doing all this like, random stuff. But um, I mean, Toy Story, I feel like in a lot of ways gave me or help me channel, I guess, my creativity or my imagination as a child. And, like, I remember like, just 
countless times. And I mean, this could still be true, but I feel like in a lot of ways, children now don't have as great of imaginations. I'm not saying that I have the best imagination ever, but like a lot of entertainment now comes from media, whether it's YouTube or TV or um, music or whatever. Yeah. Screens. And back then it was like, all right, you got to entertain yourself. And Toy Story, I think in a lot of ways showed me how to do that with like, Oh, these, these aren't toys. These can be characters and they can be alive, even though they're maybe not actually alive um, when I'm not looking at them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can bring them together and tell this, crazy story and have all these different um, toys interact with each other and like toy story like um, characters are painted on my wall as a child like i yeah. like i just know that these characters just like impacted me and this movie watched i've watched it so many times and the movies that came afterwards from pixar as a result i'll always well, i can't i guess I can't say always but more like more often than not they hit and when they hit they are just incredible and i mean whether it's i already mentioned inside out but i remember seeing inside out for the first time just like oh my oh my gosh like that is like they went to places i didn't like i still don't expect pixar to go to and you know in creating your memories and your um the the ones that are most important to you and how they can shape your personality from there on out and um just kind of the mental state of it all like that stuff hits you and then coco and the emotional core of that movie or toy story 3 and seeing that at the perfect age where oh i'm also a teenager kind of growing away from toys and more getting into like video games and sports and movies i'm just like guys are are guys are you guys crying (laughs) Oh, oh no yeah me neither yeah no it's okay um like that like toy story in a lot of ways like it maybe not at the time like maybe no I, oh i love movies mm-hmm. but it it did a lot i think to to change me and to give me something that i may not have without it and especially with just pixar as a whole yeah um so i love toy story and i'm obviously super thankful that it exists and i didn't go about you know teaching you to like i mean like taking what's something somebody it already exists you know in pop culture in canada and making it your own like he does with Woody and all mm-hmm. of those toys and Buzz Lightyear and like, you know, kind of personified in the opening of Toy Story 3 where he's got this elaborate adventure going on. Yeah. Um, it was like in your, like at least for me as a kid, I was always trying to create my own like giant adventures that yeah. Andy would create. Exactly. And like, I, and that is 1 million percent true for me, like with Star Wars toys or uh-huh. anything like that, where, you know, um, I think the real reason people are like rage or so mad is because they play with the toys as kids and like, I've got my own adventures here, you know, and <laughs> yeah. things like that. And yeah, that's a really great, that, that is a really great point. And that's something I ever thought about. Um, yeah, yeah that, that, Toy that, Story. that's all I got for Toy Story. I think. Awesome. Um, and I guess I kind of just hinted at mine though, uh, which is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, something I'm really, you know, you could leapfrog this onto, um, on, you can, you know, tack John Williams back here too. <laughs> uh, um, this is this will be his last appearance, but then also George Lucas as well. But uh, for being so willing to let something so big and important to him be played with by millions of people, uh, and in, in such a carefree manner too, mm-hmm. uh, because the, the weird thing is, Star Wars is not has not only been my entertainment in like you know print form or not in film form, but also in toy form in a print form, in a video game form. It's it's just like an all-encompassing media behemoth. And none of it is possible without, you know, John Williams is uh, breaking, into, breaking into the scene, I guess, for mm-hmm. the first time into American consciousness with the most recognizable and epic score uh, 
ever done. Yeah. For any movie. And, you know, it's something that, um, that will be, has often been tried to replicate it, but, you know, not ever. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, the large part of Star Wars is like, I've always, it's always been in my life, mm-hmm. which is like a crazy thing. Uh, however, you know, like my parents said, like they put it on for me as like a kid and it was like one thing that calmed me down. So it's like, yeah, they sat me in front of Star Wars as a baby, which I don't buy, but that's part <laughs> of what they say. So I guess it has to be taken as for their word. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like my entire childhood and all of my imagination is shaped by this. It's mm-hmm. why I'm like so wired towards science fiction films yeah. or anything like that, where if you, your movie is even remotely related to science fiction and you remotely have some kind of, you know, outside moral, I'll be like, oh, this is the best film <laughs> right here. Blade Runner, Arrival, Midnight Special. I put them all up there. They're the best things ever. And, um, but, you know, it's just, like, the imagination that it sparks and, like, this galaxy far, far away that where anything can go on. I mean, you can do the story of Luke and um, and Darth Vader and Leia and Han and all of that, uh, which is awesome and great. But my most vivid memories are reading things that other people made up about what George Lucas did, mm-hmm. which is the entire um, Legends novels the video games that came after it. Uh, but most importantly, the toys, because that is what, like, I spent most of my time doing. Like, and believe it or not, like, you know, I had this perfect imagination for, like, a horror Star Wars one involving clones, which they ended up kind of, like, adapting in one of the Clone Wars television series. But mine was way better. <laughs> uh, you know, like, and it's like the, like those ideas where, like, you start, like, genrefying how I played with them or whatever the case is. Um, but, you know, and... I don't know. Just like one of the most powerful memories as a kid, Star Wars is there. Yeah. Uh, for the long, and then you know, there's like a little period of embarrassment where it's like, oh, Star Wars is for nerds, so I better mm-hmm. not say it out loud that I love these movies. Um, and then you know, secretly go home and be like, Star Wars is the best thing ever. Right. And then it became cool to like Star Wars again. And then it was like, all right, awesome, you know. Uh, and then here I am, a podcast started by Star Wars. So exactly. Uh, yeah, Star Wars number two. Yeah, I mean, I know for me. Uh, Star Wars is one that I, it's an honorable mention um, just because even though it, it, it's always weird for me to say this, but it's like, oh, I didn't really grow up on Star Wars. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but I also know that like, I did in a lot of ways. Like I remember vividly, you know, sitting in like my third grade classroom and just drawing Qui-Gon and Qui- and drawing oh, Darth yeah. Maul and just like drawing like all these characters. And be like, oh, look, I'm going to make them fight each other. And it's, it's, it's so cool. And but then it's like, oh, but like, you know, but like I. It's like I wasn't like obsessed with it. I'm still not really, I guess, obsessed. But like, I when episode three ended, you know, I wasn't so. It's like, oh, like, you know, like, you know, does Luke ever like? Are we gonna ever see another movie again? Like, oh, mm-hmm. like, I gotta see what happens after six. Yeah, I just gotta know. And so it's like it just kind of went away. Now it's back and it's great. But um, yeah, I mean, Star Wars huge impact. Um, but the last one that I want to mention as you know my my third one. Um, did come out in 1994, just a few months after I was born, The Lion King. Oh. Um, this one is not as more of like, oh, well, it launched Disney animation because it didn't. No. Um, it, it, it is, it is I don't know, 20th probably, probably even more than that, in a long line of Disney movies that came before. I mean, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast all came before um, this movie. But I know as a, as a kid, Lion King was the one that I was just obsessed with. I would watch it all the time. I'm pretty sure at one point in my bedroom, Pride Rock was painted on the wall with 
all the animals around it and Simba's up there and everything. And um, the soundtrack is the first one that I remember just like listening to over and over. And this is obviously like before the internet was like really a thing when I'm, when I was doing this, but I just remember like sitting in my room when I'm probably like, I don't know, seven, eight years old. And I have like this really old computer that can't do anything other than like play a couple of video games and open up like an early version of Microsoft word. Mm Mm-hmm. And I would just like, I was like, oh, but I got, I got to know every word to all these songs. And so I would just like sit in my room and listen to the songs over and over and just like type out the words because they didn't have like a lyric track or like yeah. a lyric printout with them. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just got to know it all. I have to know everything about this movie. And I was just obsessed with it. Um, watched it so many times. And even though like, you know, you grow up and you're like, oh, well, you know, it's just like an anime movie. Like, I don't think about that much anymore. Last year they did the re-release in theaters and I was like. I, I never, as far as I know, I've never seen Lion King in theaters. Maybe I saw it as a baby um, or like as a, at a really young age, but I don't remember sure. ever seeing that movie in theaters. So I was like, I have, I have to see it. And I went there in theaters, um, middle of the afternoon, there's like two or three moms and a couple of their kids there. And I just sat like in the back of the theater and just had like the best time. Like the movie ages so well. And I was just like, man, this is why I love this movie. And like, I know like, it, it was either this or Toy Story as my favorite movie as a child. And I think if you asked me back then, it would probably just depend on the day of which one I would choose. But either way, The Lion King um, with its songs, its characters, um, I would probably say like my real intro to Disney animation, even though I mean, I know I saw Aladdin a lot as a child as well. Yeah. But um, Lion King is the one that I remember just like just loving so much. And uh, that's why it's getting my third spot here. Awesome. Very cool. So you're not yeah. your la- your last one. Um, yeah, mine's a little bit different, okay. I guess. But it's and uh, I think it's one of the it my, it's my introduction to comedy. Okay. As a kid, which is kicking and screaming. Okay. Which stars um, Will Ferrell and Coach Mike Dicka. There's other people in this <laughs> movie, but that, those are the only two that you need to know. It, not only is it my introduction to like just. The slapstick comedy, but also, you know, just um, deadpan, uh, but also just like ap- outright absurdity mm-hmm. and insult humor. And like, and it's, it's where my affinity for comedy comes from. And like anyone who sees Bill Ferrell movies, like is going to love him. But this was my first one where I'm like, that guy is on screen and he's funny. Mm-hmm. And this movie is funny. And I want to watch it over and over again. And it is like a staple. It was a staple in my house growing up. Like it was like the one comedy that's like edgy edgy enough but also family friendly enough that you know we can laugh at it for 10 years straight but um also i can watch it as a 10 year old kid and not right. like uh have my parent be like oh stop it or whatever shut the doors or whatever the case is or turn the tv off uh and it's it's abs- it's like borderline absurdist humor that i appreciate today um, from like everything from like, you know, uh, Mike Dicka's presence in the entire movie yeah. is just like one l- big long running joke and the bears outfits, uh, and all of that jazz, or at least the, you know, the, the ongoing bears gags. But then, you know, um, it also kind of connected with like how I was at sports as a kid. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm definitely one of the bench warmer. <laughs> like, you know, it was like my introduction to that. And it was yeah. like, okay, I'm definitely a bench warmer. I know that. I've accepted it. I got it. But then like this movie comes on about these like ragtag kids. It's not, it's not Miracle or any of these other movies that are like blowing my mind. Right. It's this one that is just 
gut busting hilarious and all, all of those things but i'm like watching and being like yeah that that, that I, I identify with this completely because my team sucks or whatever the case is you know <laughs> not great at little league baseball didn't work out for me so here we go um i'd get taller later but mm-hmm. then and there i was like oh yeah okay beat the beat the tough bad kids or whatever yeah. the case is so, like there there's that but also it's just will ferrell is a force in that movie like none other i mean he does it well in elf and the other guys and all those other things but then and there um as what's that i don't even remember the guy's uh, name phil weston yes thank you phil weston uh and just like uh in his obsession with coffee and like all of these things <laughs> where they're just so they're so non-tangently related but they're these like perfect like suburban um struggles mm-hmm. if you will and uh, it lances them perfectly and um it, it's still a movie that we watch today uh, with my family, and it's like our go-to comedy, oh. uh, and I love it. All right, uh, yeah. I mean, so I think those are those are our three big ones mm-hmm. for each of us. Yes, um, we've got a, we've got a little bit of time left. Okay, so if, is there any are there any honorable mentions you want to have? Go through here. Some honorable mentions. I spoke about them earlier accidentally because okay. I don't know if I get to them or not. But I have Midnight Special and Arrival, mm-hmm. uh, two sci-fi movies. Like I said earlier, whose scripts and story you know a shoe arrival to a lesser extent but a shoe sci-fi elements Mm -hmm. a lot of the time just to focus on um a really personal familial story midnight special to a larger degree um with uh michael shanahan Mm -hmm. michael Michael shannon Shannon, thank you and uh, joel edgerton and joel edgerton (laughs) thank you uh and uh, i think it was chris evan Jalista, um, uh, at slash film, yeah, slash film. Who tweeted out, you know, the favorite, one of the the best quotes of the entire movie, which reminded me of this and got me like on a watching spree of it again. Um, oh yeah, okay, I did watch a movie this week and it was Midnight Special. Oh, okay, all right, but anyway, <laughs> call back to the main show. Exactly. Uh, but he's like, I'm always gonna worry about you, Alden. That's the deal. Mm-hmm. And it's such like a, a, a wide ode to parenting. And if you think of that movie as just an entire, um metaphor for it or whatever because I'm not a parent at all or anything like that but I just like wow that's so beautiful and he's doing all these things to protect his kid from these like outside forces also he can just get him to this point where he lets him go off on his own Mm -hmm. and he's like I'm gonna always worry about you no matter what even if you are totally fine with your alien family on another planet or like in the other dimension whatever the case is and then over to arrival which is a little bit of the same story, but it's about love and choices and mm-hmm. deciding to do things, even though they're, you know, they're ultimately going to lead to hurt because that's how it works. So, yeah. uh, those are my, those are my one or two honorable mentions there. Okay. I mean, those are two different movies. So yes. yeah, but they're all the idea, I guess <laughs> okay. around them. Fair enough. Um, I'll th- quickly throw out a couple, uh, dark Knight is, oh, is yeah. one, um, t- because I mean, even though it's not Nolan's first movie, I think this is the movie that, cemented nolan as kind of the status that he has had from that movie on of uh, just being one of the top two directors and getting to make movies like inception yeah. or interstellar mm-hmm. um dunkirk and whatever else he does afterwards i think a lot of that success has to go to dark knight and i mean the, we get our incredible performance from heath ledger um the first actor to ever win a performance oscar for a comic book movie um the movie is incredible um just by itself die hard is also a movie that i love gave us bruce willis the action star which i'm thankful for um and two comedies that i want to throw out real quick yes. uh tommy boy 
It's mm. one of the earliest uh, memories that I have of, of a comedy um, that I don't feel like I should have been watching at the time, but like, sure, my dad let me watch it. And yeah. um, the uh, oh, shoot, how am I blanking on the on the name of the song? Uh, From Tommy Boy. Yeah, when they're in the car and they're singing, it's like, don't you remember you told me you love me, baby? Uh, gosh. Uh, oh, Superstar by the Carpenters. Jeez. Okay. That is a song that whenever me and my dad travel anywhere, whenever um, my family goes anywhere, that song is always played as just a reference to Tommy Boy. And it, is, it is such a good movie. Um, Chris Farley is great in it. But also um, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Ooh. I believe it's my first exposure to Jim Carrey. And he is just so good in that movie. Um, and I still love it to this day. So uh, I had to mention both those. Yeah, so, get those out um, there. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many other movies we could – rattle off that we're all that we're both thankful for but um i think i think that that is a good place to end this totally um if you guys are listening to this day before thanksgiving on thanksgiving um whatever day it may be let us know what movies you guys are most thankful for um whether that's because of the emotional impact they had on you then or the impact they still have on you now or whatever the reasons may be they launched the career of a favorite actor of yours or favorite director or whatever um, we would love to hear what movies you guys are most thankful for and you guys can send us your choices on twitter at friends and film um, but if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe share retweet more and then head over to itunes and give us a five-star review with comments telling us why you enjoy listening to the episode whether you you know why you like the big questions maybe uh, more than the main show or the major more than the big questions or all of them equally whatever it may be um, just let us know why you guys enjoy this to our content um, but then you guys can also get at me on twitter um, at movie cooper and coops and, coops and you can get at me josh at just josh Ryan. and thanks again for tuning in to the friends podcast josh thank you for stopping in everyone and be sure to turn next week for our future episodes